2: Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
0: We head to the Brown and Kruppen celebrity line for our trip into the blues booth with the Hall of Famer, Bernie Federko, on 101 ESPN with Michelle and Randy. Good morning, Bernie. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks, Randy.
1: Uh, Bernie, we just had a barbecue debate that we need to get your take on here. We had a 4th of July Squares thing where Randy and I had to put together our ideal barbecue. If you had one thing that you think is a necessity or a must at a barbecue, what is it?
2: Oh, boy, Michelle, you know what? I'm a big steak guy. (laughs) So barbecue to me all the time is a a nice big uh, ribeye steak. Uh, But uh, I love corn on the cob. I love, uh, well, I like settler's beans, the beans with, uh, you know, hamburger and and bacon in in them um i do you know what that's i like blueberry pie uh so i don't know i got too many things that i like you know what no no matter if i have a barbecue or if i go to a barbecue uh, i I think i i I like everything that anybody ever makes so i'm I'm pretty easy (laughs) to please when it comes to that (laughs) are you
0: bernie are you a grill guy do you do the ribeye yourself on the grill
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I really do. I mean, uh, I, I love grilling. I love well, I love cooking, period. So I've had a lot of time over the course of the last four months to to cook all <laughs> kinds of different things. So I I, I know I'm a, I'm a big griller. I'm a big uh, cooker. And uh, I even started baking some stuff here uh, during this uh, uh, shutdown and everything. So I've, I've tried a little bit of everything.
0: What's your favorite thing that you've baked?
2: Oh, boy. You know what? I, I've, re- I've kind of perfected the angel food cake. From you know with the uh, right from scratch with the egg whites and this and that, it took me three or four times. I I underbaked it a few times and it come. I, once it came out of the oven, I turned it upside down, waited about ten minutes. Thinking it looked beautiful, and all of a sudden it fell apart and just kind of fell off. So uh, I kind of got that uh, down to a science now. So if uh, anybody needs an angel food cake, I, I can do it now. <laughs>
1: beautiful. The Perdico Barbecue sound awesome. <laughs> all right, Bernie. Well, let's talk a little bit of hockey. The Blues are getting together. They're up their hockey activities, the group activities. But I was thinking about this last night. They only have a couple weeks to get back to playoff hockey condition, which is a very tough task for them to do in such a short period of time. What do you think the intensity level is going to be when the Blues have those group skating activities?
2: I think they'll come together real quickly, Michelle, because, I mean, this is a team that knows what they have to do. I mean, they've been through uh, the war, as we can say, last year, going all the way and winning Stanley Cup, so uh, nothing is going to be new to them. But, I mean, I think when you just look at this whole format, I mean, uh, no one's ever experienced something like this. So, I mean, I think this is, I mean, we're not, we talked about this before. I don't think there's any reason to put an asterisk uh, beside what happened to this one. But, um, I mean, this is really strange to be, you know, coming after four months off, you come back right into a uh, really a playoff series and you got to try to win, you know, really 16 games to win a Stanley Cup and there's going to be no fans in the stands and, uh, you know, you're quarantined, you're going to be without your families for the most part. So uh, I think that maybe this is going to be maybe the one of the hardest, um, you know, Stanley Cups that that has ever been won in history because the conditions that's going to be played on. But uh, when I look at the blues, um, I think that this is maybe a better team than they, what they had last year. Or when you look at the talent they have on this team, uh, they know what it takes to win. Uh, I think that uh, they've got great leadership. I mean, Greg uh, Ruby has done just wonders for this hockey club as far as the, the coaching, the way he's done. So I think that uh, uh, they're going to be very confident that, that they can really do this again. So I expect that the intensity to get up as quickly as it can because I think they need to get that uh, there. I mean, they'll have fun for the first couple of days, but I think when they realize that, hey, we're only a couple weeks away, I think they'll be ready really quickly.
0: The Hall of Famer, Bernie Federico with us on Carricker and Smallman. And Bernie, I'm sure you've played against goalies that went to practice and just kind of went through the motions, and you've played against goalies that hated to be scored on in practice, that were just so ultra-competitive that they hated it. And Biddington's one of those guys. How much difference does it make for a, a shooter, a guy who's trying to score goals, when his goalie in practice doesn't want him to score?
2: Well, I think it's good for everybody. I mean, uh, you love to have competition and practice. I mean, um, you know, you can only do so much as really as a player, you know, the physical part of it. I mean, you know, there's no reason to lose your temper, which you do sometimes, obviously, when drills are going on. But with a goaltender, uh, that's what you want to see. I mean, I, I think you still have to take it a little easy on the goaltender, although the guys don't as much. I mean, we didn't really practice shoot that high very often because we didn't want to hurt the goaltender. But I think the goaltenders are so protected with their equipment now that uh, the guys try to score all the time. And then when you have the competition between a goaltender and a, and a forward, you're going to have that in the game. And I think uh, uh, especially now in this short little series that we're going through, I think to, to, to duplicate you know, game action right off the bat, is going to be as quick a, or is, is going to be as good uh, for this team as, as possible, and, and with the way Bennington plays right now, I think that's really good for the for the shooters to know that, hey, um, they need to try to score on him. they need to try to get their game on as quick as they can uh, shooting at the corners and this and that, but uh, I think it's really great to have the competition when a goaltender doesn't want to let you score on, on any shot that you, you do shoot.
0: Bernie, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but when you talked about shooting high, it reminded me of that playoff series against the Blackhawks when Mike Leut got knocked out of the game when he got hit on the mask by a shot. Do you have a recollection of that? I don't I don't even remember. I think it might have been Rick Vive who shot the puck.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I do remember. it. No, I don't, You know what? I think, you know, to be honest with you, I, 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 I the, the name Doug Lacure comes to my mind. Okay. I think that it was Lacure that may have shot that. Like, oh, yeah, I do remember that, Randy. That was really, I mean, that should have never, ever happened. Once a, You know, you get hit and you go down with a mask. I mean, you know, it's supposed to be the referee's discretion to see if is the guy really seriously hurt. Well, when you get hit in the head like that with a shot, uh, I mean, that whistle should have been dead. That goal should have never counted. And yeah, we'll always remember that. But I mean, I think that we look at a lot of those things that happened. Uh, it was, I guess we called it destiny. It wasn't meant to be for our time. And thank thankfully, everything came together, that it was our time last year for the Blues to win the Cup. Finally, it was it was the tide
0: was turned. Right. And by the way, you were playing in that game, so you didn't get a chance to hear. You may have heard about it eventually. But Gus Kyle, the, the late great Gus Kyle, said, I don't think Liu's going to be able to come back into this game because that blood is running out of his nose down into his eyes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like us. Yes. Like yes. <laughs> I mean, he was a beauty. He was great,
1: Bernie. It's hard to believe. Yesterday was the two-year anniversary of the Blues acquiring Ryan O'Reilly. It just feels like he's been such an omnipresent part of Blues history. It's hard to believe it's only been two years, but it was interesting to go back and look at the video the Blues pushed out because when Army called him, one of the first things he said was, "Let's go win a cup." And we obviously know that that ended up happening. But in your opinion. Where does this rank, generally speaking, in the biggest trades in Blues history? Because without Ryan O'Reilly, I don't know if the Blues go out and win a cup. So it's a pretty significant trade.
2: Absolutely. I mean, uh, Army's done some great things. I mean, you know, we go back three years ago when he brought in Brady Shen. I think that was a uh, a huge uh, uh, mood, Be able to bring a center iceman like that that can actually play wing. And then for bringing in Ryan, Ryan last year, I mean, uh, he was a difference maker. I mean, hey, he won the cards, might He won Selkie. Uh, and it was just the leadership and the hard work that the effort that he puts in every time uh, that he's on the ice. And uh, yeah, I think when you look at Blues trades, uh, to, to, I mean, we, the Blues never won a Stanley Cup, and I and I think that when you look at uh, what happened last year, I mean, I think he was such an integral part of it. And he was one of the big reasons that the Blues won the Cup. And uh, when you put that into perspective, then you have to look at it that maybe it's the best trade that, they've, that uh, the Blues have ever made, the general managers ever made. And, uh, I mean, Ryan O'Reilly is not only uh, the ultimate uh, two-way player, but uh, I think he's going to be here for a long time. And uh, he's still a young man right now, and I think he's going to lead this team for an awful long time.
0: Bernie Federco, have a great weekend. Thanks so much for your time. We do appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you guys. You know what?
2: Happy uh, Canada Day from yesterday, as you mentioned, and you know what? Have a great force.
0: All right. Take care. That is the Hall of Famer, the great Bernie Federico, joining us on 101 ESPN.
1: We need that angel food cake that he talked about. I like that idea.
0: And that's another thing. Angel food cake, uh, an underrated aspect. If you really desire a great Fourth of July dessert, angel food cake with strawberries is terrific.
1: And what he talked about at the beginning, blueberry pie.
0: Yeah. Also crucial.